The following pendant Hello and welcome to listener discretion. The commentary for season four, episode five. You were right. With I'm Chris Stoddard, the director, and with me is Perry Whittle, the writer. Hi, Chris, and hello, everyone. And it's good to talk to you again. I mean, uh, it's been six months uh, since uh, you last directed. Yep, that's right. And, and we uh, and we did commentaries together and whatnot. And yeah, I have no idea what the heck I'm doing here. <laughs> well, right now we're in the previouslys, and we are looking back at the episode four uh, that Alicia wrote. Yes, and I I need to publicly thank Alicia for giving my character Hooks a first name and a middle initial. Yes, <laughs> because, because for three seasons, three and a half seasons, Hooks was just Hooks, and I was so jealous of these people who had like like uh, Jawbone had all these different names. He had he's, he was Felix Dugan and Jawbone. Uh, no, I'm sorry, not Jawbone. Uh, Fix was Felix Dugan and also Fix and Jawbone. I, he has names and. Uh, Madeline Gray has names and nicknames, and everybody's got like tons and tons and tons of names. But I was always Hooks. Well, not <laughs> only that, we ever knew about his name. Yeah, not only that, you also became the stud of the Kingery. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, you know, another unexpected plot twist. So here we are into the first scene, and we have M. Ciro Garcia as Major and uh, Renee Christine Jones as Sox. Right. And uh, this is picking up right off of the last episode where poor Tommy got dumped. Right. Or stood up. Right. So uh, I guess, uh, how did you come up with the title Big Plants? Well, first I have to say that that thing that we just went through with the he went on a date... Uh, uh, Socks going, oh my god, he went on a date and uh, Major responding, I just love those performances from Renee and M and that's exactly what I was trying to set up when I wrote that scene so, fantastic folks and I love now the great performance of A Shitty Mood by Pete uh, Pete Milan playing Tommy yeah, he had a lot of great ad libs in uh, just the oh my scene oh my goodness yes he did okay so where did back to your question where did the title Big Plans come from I was um, it seemed like when I read the outline there was a lot of stuff that was just supposed to happen and so I was trying to uh, cr- uh, make it seem like there was uh, planning involved in some of this so. Uh, like the outline says, SOL is open and the Table Ball Arena and um, Tithy is in charge of Soul and Debbie's in charge of shenanigans and it's in Shepherd's Old Church and et cetera, et cetera. And I just, it felt like everybody had plans. Everybody was making plans. And so, um, you know, I, th- I thought that this thing for Tithia was a, was a big development in... Uh, in her sort of career at the Kingery, and so I wanted to um, make a big deal out of that. And I also wanted to make a big deal out of the whole um, Tommy and Cassandra uh, relationship. <laughs> no, I have to say, I, I, I used 
just on a little side topic here with the the whole socks and Tommy thing, uh, the spinackers and spinnakers. I had to use it even though it was a different pronunciation. It was just fit so well. <laughs> Because I could totally see Tommy getting pissed off, like, twisted, spinnakers, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, so, and um, I, I love the way Renee performed uh, socks coming out of her daydream, right? That was supposed to be the idea, is that is that Major and Tommy are having this kind of discussion about Cassandra, and socks is sort of daydreaming, you know, she's not really paying attention, and they go, so what do you think about Cassandra? And she's like, what? Huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd do her. <laughs> so that was just my idea there, and it, it, uh, it came out marvelously. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, all I do is put the stuff together. It's the actors that actually make the performance. Yes, but you get the timing in there, so it was really wonderful. And I hope that uh, Pete had a good time uh, doing Tommy eating. I thought that that would be fun for the audience, and and I like it. I like hearing it. So yeah, a little side thing: Pete always does those uh, that foley himself. You know, eating, drinking. Yeah. So that's always a, a nice thing that I don't have to go digging for sound effects for that. Yes, marvelous. And here we've got uh, Richard Casto playing Nesbit. Yeah, uh, just doing a brilliant, brilliant job with this whatever the heck it is accent. Yeah, he was he was ninja casted uh, as Nesbit because I always try to work Richard in somehow in every episode. <laughs> yeah, just because I mean yeah. he, he consistently gives me a really good performance in the little bit parts, and I know I'm pretty sure he'd love to have a a recurring role in uh, the Kingery. But uh, I mean, he just blew me away with this. I, I wasn't expecting. A lot, and I mean, it was just—I was blown away. Yep, yep. And I—I I really love his performance of Casino. <laughs> yeah, which was exactly what I was hoping for Died when I wrote that. So. For you. That's great. We already talked about. And now we have uh, Bernadette M. Groves as Cassandra, and she is milking the situation. And to me, that seems like uh, Cass's modus operandi. Or Bernadette in doing her lines, whenever there is a curse word, she has a billion takes because she does not like the curse. <laughs> oh, interesting. And I feel so bad. But then uh, there's a couple ad-libs later on in the scenes where she just started cursing. And she's like, you see what you guys are making me do now? <laughs> I was going to say that there were some lines where she added some cursing. I was, well, yeah, all right. I thought all right, so. Very good. Oh, and I, uh, let's see, we have to mention uh, Shane Nolan, who's playing Debbie, and Catherine Pride, who's playing Tithia. And I need to apologize to Kat for the line, stop already, I'm blushing. Um I think that's a pretty crappy line that I wrote, um, but it's very nice that Cat brought it off as well as she, as well as she did, even though it's not a very good line. So, sorry and thanks, Cat. <laughs> sorry I couldn't come up with something better there, and thanks for making it work. What do you think this is? A fucking democracy? Sol is a good post. Tithia doesn't mind, do you? And that that's a lovely performance by both Bernadette and Cat on uh, Tithia doesn't mind and. Cat's response or Tithia's response. 
And we have coming up here's my favorite ad lib, the Tom Jones clones. Thank you, Pete. You know, I heard, heard that I had to put it in. Yes. Well, it's just so sad when the best line in a show is one that the writer didn't write. Um, well, sad for the writer, happy for the audience. So. That was marvelous. And Tommy's putting up a big fight because he doesn't really want Cass in charge of the arena. Or is he? Ah, uh, see, yeah. uh, of course, people have already listened to the episode. They so they hear the interchange between Tommy and um, have heard it between Tommy and Major, where that was Tommy's reverse psychology, which was That's great, right. great writing, by the way. Oh, thank you, thank you. I'm glad you like that because you know initially I didn't understand what was going on. I was like, wait a minute, Tommy called uh, hooks before this, so what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Right. That was a lot of blood uh, and this would be <laughs> you playing the judge. Yes. Yes, and I and I love uh, M and Renee. Great throughout this scene, playing the carrot and the stick. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, since I'm not directing anymore, I thought it would be okay for me to audition for some minor parts. And since I wrote this one, I thought it would be fun to play, and I had a pretty good idea of what I wanted. Yeah, and you you had exactly what I was expecting from your descriptions of the characters. So when I heard it, I was like, oh, man, I, I no one else comes anywhere close to uh, Perry's what I expect the judge to be. So uh, I feel bad, you know, because I like giving new people opportunities, but sometimes you just got to go with your gut. Right, right. Well, hopefully he's not this isn't going to be a big part. I don't know. Maybe next season he'll be, have some big recurring role. Eh, probably not. Well, he'll be there every Wednesday. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Getting his gavel pounded. <laughs> and that was another marvelous performance there by Cat. Um, getting all overwhelmed and happy about uh, the assignment. Yep. Very, very nice. I was trying to remember why it was that I chose this thing to... Um, why I chose this um, episode to try and write. And uh, it seemed to me that a lot of it had to do with the whole thing about um, Maddie Gray going home after the date and the outline says she gets ready for bed and i thought well that means she gets naked right and so that'll be fun right because we'll we'll get to get maddie naked and we'll get to have some naked cop jokes and that'll be exciting if she's getting shot at while she's naked but then it came time to actually write the thing and i think a lot of the writers have um mentioned in the past that they've got um problems with uh, long monologues especially when nobody's around you know if you're just talking to yourself and so i got kind of nervous about having her talk to herself and i never did get her naked i just uh had the shooting start before she got naked so everybody in this episode and the next episode who misses the naked cop jokes that were supposed to be here it's all my fault and i'm sorry (laughs) 
Yeah, I think we'll uh, we'll forgive you for that, just because all the rest of the writing is is great. Well, thank you very much. And we've got somebody here doing a fantastic job playing Bubba. Yeah. Who is who is that? That would be me. Uh, it's you. Every once in a while, I try to squeeze in one of the small roles, and uh, I guess I didn't really read Bubba until. Uh, uh, I read the script, and it was after I had decided that I was going to do it, and I was like, crap, he's got more lines than I expected him to. I was expecting one or two. <laughs> but, well, I think, you, I think you did a great job. Oh, thank you. Uh, my nickname for my uh, youngest son is Bubba, so I thought that fit perfectly. <laughs> yes, right. Right. Look at this. What do you see? So here, here we've got uh, Devi's big speech by Shane, mm-hmm. and I really like that she goosed the line "giving it to Sister Skin Tight," which is exactly what I was hoping for. Yeah, so. the, the only downside was I felt like the whole this whole spiel was a little slow. Like the delivery was a little slow, but I mean it was just spot on with all of her inflections and how she delivered it. So I was like, all right. Yeah. Screw going faster. This is this is this is what I was looking for. Yep, yep. It's very lovely. It's fetish gold. <laughs> so I was gonna say, um, you know, about what Tommy is doing and the whole uh, situation with Cass and and making these assignments. Part of my take on Tommy is. He may not be the smartest man in the room, at least not in terms of uh, book learning, but he is awfully smart about what makes people tick and behavior patterns, and he's a really good judge of character. And so that's why I felt uh, what I was trying to convey with um, the way this whole thing was set up, starting out with him worrying about what to do with Cass and then having this meeting where he sets her up to demand the um, the arena. Mm-hmm. And now we have uh, Carl Glassmeyer playing Asa. Doing a great job. And he's going to give us some great getting up noises, which I thought were fantastic. Uh, well, actually, those would be <laughs> sound effects. <laughs> oh, those are sound effects. Well, they're great sound effects. You did a great job finding ones that actually sounded like Carl. No, actually, that was... Sounded like him to me. Yeah, that was actually me. <laughs> Those sound effects are me. Those are custom Foley. All right. Well, you did a great job. And I liked... Um, okay, so it's gauche to laugh at your own jokes, but I like um, she hits like a bowling ball, and uh, Tommy's saying, yeah, she thinks like one, too. Yep. And then uh, uh, Tommy's reply, the truth is cruel, is one of Pete's ad-libs. Mm-hmm. Let's see, I'm charismatic. Uh, Asa's line. I feel like I stole that from somewhere. And I don't know. Maybe I should have deleted it. But, well, there it is. No, I thought, it, I mean, it did sound familiar. But, you know, I thought maybe it was something that I, uh, uh, maybe I had read the script so often that it, that's why. And I had heard uh, Carl doing the line over and over again as, as I'm uh, mixing the scene. Yeah. Yeah. And I really like um, 
I love Pete's performance of, you know, within reason, because he just promised him that he can do whatever he wants. Yep. And then he, he says, well, no, that's not really true. Um, and I really loved Carl's performance of Build It. We ain't got time for that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, Renee's performance of The Apology to Asa, just marvelous. Oh, everybody's doing so good. And here we are into the Maddie scene, where we're not going to get any naked joke cops. Or naked cop jokes. Man. <laughs> yes, unfortunately. And uh, Nicholas Rowley playing Brian O'Ryan, Alicia yep. Lane Matheson playing Maddie Gray, and eventually Paul Lavelle playing Officer Brannis. Yep. So I was having a hard time when I was listening to this, um, distinguishing Brian's words. So I just have to say that uh, I'll tell you that he calls himself Daddy, just like he did with Debbie when they were um, uh, getting to know one another. And so the reference to Daddy is what makes Maddie like bolt and run inside and say not tonight. For sure. For definite sure. Yeah, so here it is. She's not talking to herself long enough to um, to get naked. Sorry, everybody. Blame me. <laughs> Sorry to the audience and to the other writers who didn't get to write Madeline Gray running around naked. You know, I have to say that uh, uh, Paul's Officer Brannis has... The character really has been always on the side, but I've really, at least with this scene, and uh, in the season three finale, I've really gained a respect for that character. And once again, here he is. Going to have to rescue, uh, or trying to rescue uh, Maddie from a, another sniper. Right. Right, he's kind of a... Uh, my take on him, uh, Officer Brannis, is that he's a pill. He's, you know, he's uh, he's not much fun to be around. He's always complaining. He thinks about himself a lot. Uh, but he's a good cop. You know, when push comes to shove, he'll do the right thing. And I think that's why uh, Maddie Gray hangs around with him. Because if, if he was a... A real goof off. I just don't think she'd have any time for him. Yep. All right, Jesus. Keep badgering me like that, and I won't care if somebody tries to kill All right, all right. Take it easy, boss. So here we are. End of the day. Tommy and Major going through what's uh, what all they've accomplished today and what they've got to do tomorrow. Trying to make plans. Oh, making plans. There it is again. You know, she only does that to start an argument. I she's right. Boss. I don't mean completely right, but, you know, maybe I have some responsibility. Jesus. What did your mom think? Ah, uh, Tommy was is she was not so sure about himself here. Somebody was going to ice her. And the same with your yeah, well, so I think it's an interesting question. How how much do you think Tommy's responsible for all these people's deaths? Well, that's not really the question. Is How much does he feel he's responsible? Oh, okay. Not how much he is responsible, because... As uh, Major says, he's not responsible for any of it. Yeah. But this was, again, great writing because this showed that he has some uncertainties and some human feelings 
for the people that he has affected. Yeah, but only at the end of a long, long day. Well, we're not sure. He may be thinking about this all day. Oh, yeah, that's true. But he's only going to talk about it at the end of the long, long day. And probably only with Major. Yes, definitely. Especially the way our team plays. Oh, nice ad lib, Pete. Thank you. Thank you. Now, <laughs> the interesting thing here. Uh, so here we have uh, Brett Hayes as Kaylock. Welcome to the cast, Brett. Yep. And uh, the interesting thing is the phone number he dials to get to Cassandra is uh, uh, there's at least three sixes in there somewhere. <laughs> oh. No foreshadowing because I don't I don't see the rest of the script. I just thought <laughs> if she wanted a good phone number, it probably has six 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 in it. Yeah. Very good. So he's going to get a gun before reporting to her. Yep. That's interesting. Here we have uh, Nicholas Rowley again, leaving a strange voicemail message. It's a mystery. It's a big mystery. Yep. And that would be the end of the episode. McKingery, season four. And Bruce Busby is reading the credits. Wow, so that's wonderful. Featuring the voice talent yes, Bruce does a good job every time. Every single time. Of course, I don't get any ad-libs from him. <laughs> What's with that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Maybe you need to write it in the script. Maybe I should write it in the script. <laughs> Just ad-lib ad some cast members here. Cassandra <laughs> Arkell. Uh, so, um, this was a great episode, Perry. Uh, well, thank you, Chris, and excellent directing. Thank you. Um, when when is your next episode after this? I think it's uh, episode eleven of this season. Ooh, so you get the build up to the season finale. I think I do. Yeah, I hope I can uh, pull it off. Only time will tell. Yeah, because I know we have. Uh, I believe we have Alicia next. No, no, next. Is Jeffrey, then comes Alicia, and uh, I believe that's her last show. She announced uh, in the last commentary that it would be her last uh, writing for the Kingery. That's right, and we'll have to do something special for that. We will. Yep. All right. Well, thank you very much. You're thank welcome, you everybody out in Kingery Land, for uh, tuning into the commentary. And kudos to everybody who contributed to this episode. Yep. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next month. Bye now.